You're welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Let's get into God's Word this morning. Father, we thank you for light. We thank you for understanding. I pray that every spirit will be fed. Minds will be renewed. Bodies will be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are not living here the same way we came. In Jesus' most precious name. Colossians 1 verse 12. This season, we have been dealing with or talking about inheritance. It is because God wants to bring you into your inheritance. He wants you to walk with the consciousness of the provision He has made available to you. In Colossians 1 verse 12, the Amplified Version, it says, Giving thanks to the Father... Who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints. God's holy people in the light. I'd like us to read it together. I want to go. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints. God's holy people in the light. It talks about the fact that there is an inheritance for me. And there is an inheritance for you. Say there is an inheritance for me. But it's saying that God has qualified us. He has made us fit. He's not going to. He's already done it. Qualified to partake of the inheritance. That means that the documentation required for our inheritance has already been done. It's been settled. The paperwork is done. You hear of some man maybe working in an establishment and then he passes on. And then they say, well, if you want to come and take the money, gratuity, whatever you call it, that money, you know, and they say, get his death certificate. Get so, so, and so. Get so, so, and so. Anybody that gets this and this and that and then you prove that you are his son, it will be paid to you. Are you understanding me? That means that those are the qualifications required for you to partake of that inheritance. Now, the Bible is announcing to you that the inheritance you have in God, God by himself has already qualified you. Amen. That there is no qualification you need to go through. He has qualified you. Made you fit. To partake. All the paperwork that needs to be done. For you to partake of that inheritance. Is already done. Amen. So tap your neighbor and say documentation is settled. Inheritance is mine. (laughs) Say documentation is settled. The inheritance is mine. Now first thing to understand is this. Let me just give you an explanation. Or define to you. What inheritance really is. Because sometimes people hear about inheritance and we, we, we should have an idea, even in normal and everyday life, where some man, you know, leaves a property for his child or his son. 
and somebody leaves some goodies or valuables. It could be, it could be jewelry, it could be, it could be property, it could be money. Are you understanding me? It could be, uh, maybe, um, um, some kind of, um, uh, souvenir. You understand that? That the family has owned for many years. And then he says, look, this thing is of value to me. And he passes it on to his child or son. And that son now, now owns it. That means that inheritance simply is transfer of ownership rights. Amen. When someone receives ownership rights, it means that he has inherited something. Now the Bible is saying that in Christ Jesus, you and I have ownership rights. Amen. That there is a, there's a portion we have in God. There's a share we have in God. I won't talk about um, inheritance. We're talking about uh, a possession. We're talking about spiritual valuables. We're talking about eternal goodies. Amen. That heaven has kept for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus made a statement when he was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going. He said, but I have not left you comfortless. Some translations say, I have not left you as orphans. What he was saying is that I did not leave you without an inheritance. Amen. That I am not leaving you without an inheritance. I am not leaving you with nothing. That means, listen to me, the day you got born again, Something. You know, some people say, someone was born with a silver spoon. Some were born with a wooden spoon. Listen to me. We were born with an inheritance. Hallelujah. You were born with an inheritance. I'm not talking about your first birth. The birth of your parents. I'm talking about the birth of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. All of us were not born in the same way, naturally. But you know, if you were not born naturally with a, from a rich parent, now salvation is the equalizer. Hallelujah. All of us in Christ were born and were born into an inheritance. Many of God's children live without the knowledge or the consciousness of that inheritance. A lot of God's people believe like they own nothing. Like they are just in this world. I thank God for the idea of being a pilgrim. But listen to me. The issue of pilgrimage has nothing to do with being broke. Amen. It has nothing to do with being broke. You know, see, the pilgrimage that God is talking about, the best way to illustrate it or explain it is like an ambassador. Hallelujah. He doesn't belong here. He's here for a short time, but he's not broke. Amen. Because the wealth of wherever he represents is what is manifesting in that country, no matter how poor that country is. Now, let me ask you a question. Is the fuel crisis affecting the American ambassador to Nigeria? It's not affecting him. Amen. Is he changing how many meals he eats? No. His economy, even if living in this country, is based on what's happening in America, not what's happening in Nigeria. Are you understanding me? We are ambassadors for Christ on earth. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? So, we are not here and operating on what is happening here. There is an economy that controls what's happening in our own lives. That's why the Bible says, My God shall supply all my needs. Amen. Not according to the budget. No. According to his riches in glory. Lift your hand and say, I have an inheritance. Say it again, I have an inheritance. Now let me explain something to you. If you know that you have an inheritance, there's a way you will function. In the first service, I was asking a question. And the question was simple. I said, is there anybody here that has ever in any time in your life, had some savings kept somewhere. Maybe you were a student and you had maybe a millionaire in an account. You know, just paid in, kept there, you know, for future, or 100,000 or 200,000. You're not spending, it's just kept in an account. 
Is there anybody else that has ever had a savings? 50,000, some money somewhere. Let me just wave your hand. I'm not going to collect it. Just wave your hand. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, if you've ever had a savings, if you've never had a savings, you won't understand what I'm saying. If you've ever had money kept somewhere that assures you that when there is crisis, you can fall back to it. There's a sense of security it gives to you. Amen. Are you understanding me? Now, God wants you to function with that same sense of security that He has an inheritance kept for you. Amen. Are you understanding me? And so, when you understand that you have an inheritance, you will carry yourself with that air, that sense of security. It's not a security in anything on this earth. It's a security that is spiritual. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.11 says, In whom also, in Christ also, we have obtained an inheritance. So in Christ, we obtained an inheritance. Let me come from another perspective. The Bible told us about Jesus Christ. Jesus inherited something that nobody had ever had. And what was it? His name. Hallelujah. Give me Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4. In Hebrews 1 4, the Bible said something about Jesus. Because it was trying to explain to you the difference between the authority that angels have and the authority that Jesus has. And the scripture in Hebrews 1 4 says, Jesus being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained what? A more excellent name than they. That means that Jesus inherited that name. Glory to God. The name was conferred on He inherited the name. The ownership rights of Savior. Amen. It is patented by God. Hallelujah. That no other person will answer that name apart from Jesus. And the Bible says that there is no other name under heaven by which a man will be saved. Amen. The name Jesus. So he inherited that name. Now, the same way God ceded the ownership rights of that name to the person of Jesus. In us also, all of us here as believers, there are ownership rights yet ceded to us. Amen. Are we together? Now, as believers, we need to recognize that we are not just helpless. We are not just empty. There is something. He said, in Him also we obtain an inheritance. We've obtained it. Now, you know, most of the time, whenever we talk about inheritance, people think about many things, you know. And the first things they think about is that, oh, um, long life is my heritage. You know, and it's true. Long life is your heritage. With long life, will it satisfy you and show you his salvation? Oh, healing and health is my heritage. It's true. Healing is your heritage. By stripes you've been healed. Who himself took your sins upon his body on the tree? By whose stripes you are healed. So healing is your heritage. It's your inheritance. He said, okay, prosperity is my inheritance. True. But let me explain something to you. What God is talking about is that and more. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is all of that and more. In scripture, you find that God... By himself divided up nations for the inheritance of people. 
From here to here belongs to you. From here to here belongs to you. Let me show you a scripture so you understand where we're going to. That same God had a plan for you. Glory to God. And there are things that He had divided that belong to you. Let's look at Deuteronomy 32. I'm going to read verse 8. I'll just show you that scripture, then I'll come back to explain a few things. In Deuteronomy 32, it says something powerful there. It's talking about the Most High. It says, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. That means, it was going to divide up the nations. From here to here belongs to this person. From here to... That same God has apportioned things to all of us. Amen. Are you with me? Now, you cannot mentally figure out your inheritance. Because it is first of all spiritual. Let me explain something. When people say something is spiritual, don't ever think when we say something is spiritual, it means it's something that is far-fetched. No. Spiritual simply means that its origin, hallelujah, is spiritual. It doesn't mean it cannot manifest in the physical. Amen. Prosperity is first of all spiritual. But it shows in your bank account. Amen. As money. Glory to God. Healing is spiritual. But it shows on your body as health. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So when we say something is spiritual, don't think about it as something that you can never see. No. So your inheritance is not something that's intangible. But what we're explaining to you that it came from God. Hallelujah. It originates from the spirit realm. Why is that important? Okay. Let's use Ephesians 1-3 to explain it. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us. In a sense, with all spiritual blessings. In a sense, where? In heavenly places in Christ. Why is it there? Because anything that is from heaven is indestructible. Hallelujah. It's incorruptible. It's undefiled. It fades not away. Amen. Alright? So, that wealth that God gave to you, that makes wealth on earth to answer to you, as long as the source is from heaven, nothing can dry it up. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? So when we say it is spiritual, understand the context in which we are speaking. So God divided up the nations. That same God has divided up things for us. And we have an inheritance. We have a share. Hallelujah. We are not empty. The day we got born again, something was given to us. And I said, you cannot mentally figure out your inheritance. That's why Paul said, hey, hey, pray this prayer. In Ephesians 1. From verse 16, it says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in our prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of God, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him. Verse 18 is my focus. It says, The eyes of your understanding. See, and this is the prayer for you today. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. You will know three things. The first one is the hope of His calling. The second one is, What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? 
So if you are summarizing the three things from verse 18 to 19, his calling, his inheritance, his power. Those are the three things your eyes should open to. Amen. His calling, ever say his calling, his inheritance, and his power. That's, those are the three things. Now, but for us this morning, our focus is on that inheritance. That God has to open your eyes. He has to open your eyes to see the magnitude of the inheritance. To see how voluminous it is. The stupendous wealth, hallelujah, God had left behind for us. It takes revelation to see it. That is why you see people like Abraham. God said, as far as your eyes can see, we'll come there in a moment. But the point we're making here is that this wealth, we pray and say, Lord, open my eyes to see. Listen to me. In this city you live in, if God sent you to this city, He has an inheritance for you here. You read that scripture in, in Isaiah 1, I believe it's verse 19, where it says that you shall eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. You remember that scripture? Amen? Now, what does it mean? It means that in every place, every city or nation that God sends you to, there is a portion for you in that place. Amen? And the portion is not crumbs. Are you understanding me? I said the portion is not crumbs. Amen? Alright? The portion is not crumbs. The portion there is grace. But you can be in that place and not see what God has for you in that place. You can be around that area and you are not seeing it. And that's why we pray that prayer. Oh God, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened that I may see. Lift your right hand and say, in the name of Jesus, open my eyes to see my inheritance. Open my eyes to enter into that inheritance. In the name of Jesus Christ. A very important prayer. Paul prayed that prayer that the eyes of my understanding might be enlightened. That I will know the magnitude of what God has actually made available to me. And it will change how I function. It will change the way I talk. It will change how I see myself. Amen. If after this service, someone just walks up to you. You know, some of you always wish for those kind of things. And say, okay, the father that you have is not your real father. Are you understanding me? We just found out that actually, um, Dangote is your father. Amen. And um, he has been saving money for you. And the money has amounted to 1.5 billion. You understand that? And they give you the papers just outside the church door now. They just give you the papers, documentation, say, but he would like to see you anyway. Uh, and they give you all the documentation. Now, let me ask you a question. The way you came to church, is it how you would go home? Some of you fought taxi driver before you came. Some of you were holding a keke man's neck. Give me the money! If, then they now say, okay. Then after I say, ah, you, we're trying to call you since. Have you gotten the alert? You say, no, my phone was off. I was in church. Say, put it on. You put it on. You say, 1.5 million alert. Billion, sorry. I, I can imagine you going home. <laughs> if you had 500 naira in your pocket, before you would have done enter transport, you just say, drop! <laughs> <laughs> what is changing your voice? <laughs> what is changing everything? <laughs> you understand that? You will be amazed how you will behave. <laughs> the 
There is a fellow that was he has gone through a lot. This is a true life story. He has gone through a lot in life. So he did a job. This was years ago. And they paid him money. Cash. He took the money to his bedroom. Put it on the bed. Took cane. And started flogging the money. You have suffered me in this life. Now you are here. <laughs> now, you know, this is funny because even the guy didn't believe that he would do that kind of thing. Are you understanding me? So there's something. When you... <laughs> Some of you think you are humble. The reason why you are behaving like this is money. <laughs> you know, that's what I used to say that some people just say, maybe you are walking outside church, someone steps on your leg. You say, ah, sorry. He say, no, you can step on it. Who am I? Step on it. Step on this one. You see, you only step on this one too. Why are you talking like that? It's not humility. You understand that? No humility. You don't want to offend anybody. You don't know where your blessing is going to come. <laughs> the Bible says the poor man uses entreaties. He's always explaining. Yes, He's always explaining. But he said the rich man answers roughly. Yes, Your voice will change after today. Your voice will change. Amen. There is something the mentality of having an inheritance it does to a man. The day your heart settles. That I have an inheritance. It changes how you function. Listen to me. In the kingdom, we don't plan with money in our pockets. We plan with faith in our hearts. Listen to me. When you understand that, because our inheritance is not, it is, it's not in the physical things first of all. No. It's stored in the realm of the spirit. We call it into being. Amen. When we need it. Are you hearing me? We call it into being when we need it. Then it shows up in our accounts. Then it shows up in our in, in, in lands. Then it shows up as cars. Amen. So in this city that we live in, there is a share of God for you. Amen. I was it Ecclesiastes? He said something. He said, I have seen a wonder. I've seen I've seen something. He called it what he was trying to say is that this is a disorder. Servants are riding on horses. Princes are walking on foot. Are you understanding me? The people that have the inheritance, amen. I'm not doing anything about it. Then others... Now, in the scriptures, there's a difference between a servant and a son. The son, John 1.12, as many as received him, to them gave he rights. King James says power, but it's actually a right. It's an ownership right. To be called sons of God. Why are they called sons? Simple. In the agenda of God, the only way somebody can own all that God owns is that he has to be son. Amen. So what God did for you was to make you a son so that he can legally hand over everything to you. Amen. Am I communicating? That's what the scripture we read first is talking about. That giving thanks unto the Father who had qualified us and made us fit to share in the portion of the inheritance of the saints. Amen. So by making us sons, Legally, we have a right to everything that God owns. 
Now, before we get to the things you normally hear, oh, we are joint heirs with Christ, we are heirs of God. Let me explain something to you. There is nothing too big for God to give to you. You are the one that thinks that something is too big for you. God does not see anything as too big to give to you. Do you know why? If he could give you his son, Jesus, what is of more value than Jesus? Is he an airport? Amen. Are you understanding me? If he could give, the Bible says, if God spared not his own son, but freely gave him to us, will he not now with his son freely give us all things? Lift your right hand and say, there is nothing too big for God to give to me. Are you understanding me? So say, I believe also, there is nothing too big for me to receive. Glory to God. So, there is nothing, there is nothing. Remember, that when God created the heavens and the earth, the whole earth, Adam was in charge. It was one man. Why did God not say, uh, well, well, uh, this garden is too much for one man. You understand that? No, it was only Adam. Then he said, oh, you know, some of you don't understand Adam's estates. Adam, you know, some, of, some, some people say, well, you know, I, I'm living well. I have two accessions. Uh, I, have, I have, what can they have again? You know, I have chicken. I have a goat. Adam did not have a session one or two. He had a zoo. He had a reserve. Are you understanding me? All the animals were his own. You remember that God told him to name them. So he named them. So Adam had a monkey. He had a crocodile. How many of you have crocodile here? He had an elephant. Are you understanding me? And God didn't see it like it is too much for one man to own. Are you understanding me? God didn't think, I said, ah, no, 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 it's too much. He said we swell, he said we swell. God didn't think, God, God, God didn't see it that way. All the animals. To prove to you, even when Noah's time, he was going to the ark, Noah had all the animals too. Are you understanding me? He took them into the ark. Am I communicating? And God didn't say, well, 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 it's too much. No, no, no. God never saw it as too much. Adam had trees. He didn't just have some flowers somewhere in his house. He had trees. Then, and the one I love, you know, some of you have swimming pools in your house. He had rivers. How many people do you know that own rivers in this world? He had the river. It was his own. And God didn't see it as too big. Hallelujah. Now, if God could leave all of that in the hands of one man, remember that that God is the same God today. Let me tell you the greatest thing God loved about Solomon. First of all, you know, the Bible said that Solomon was trained by his father. And rather than ask for this and that, he asked that God should give him an understanding heart to rule his people. And God gave him wisdom. The scripture says something powerful about Solomon. That God gave Solomon largeness of hearts. That means that Solomon did not see anything too big. He could accommodate the ideas that God was bringing to his mind. Amen. A man that wrote thousands of books. 
Some of you read biochemistry. Your brain wants to explode because of only biochemistry. He said, no, you don't know. It's bio and chemistry. It is really, really. Solomon, he knew botany. He knew zoology. He knew engineering. He knew architecture. Are you understanding me? He knew law. Praise God. One man. Listen to me. God will go with you as far as you allow him. Thanks be unto God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that works in us. This season we will not limit God. Amen. Tap your number say, I will not limit God. Say, I will not limit God. Glory to God. Understand that. So God wants to do big things. And how those things get to happen is when your mind gets renewed. We said something about praying for your eyes to be open to see the wealth of that inheritance that God has made available to you. Some of you need to know that in this city there are some lands that belong to you. Before the foundations of the earth, God had ordained it that it belongs to you. If you don't wake up to the realization of those things, you will live like someone that doesn't have anything. There are some contracts that belong to you. There are some services people are rendering that God has ordained for you. Amen. There are some ideas that be shared out and they will come from you. Amen. There are some books that will come out of you. Are you understanding me? There are certain businesses that you are the one to bring them out. When we talk about the inheritance, these are common things some of the things we are talking about. So, people now begin to understand that I'm not just, you know, listen, listen, let me just digress a bit. Listen, don't be in a city and just be looking around and say, hey, everybody's opening a boutique, I want to open a boutique. No, 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 no. Everybody's, everybody's selling bole, I want to sell bole. No, 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 no. That is an escapist mentality, survival. You understand that? Listen to me. The inheritance does not allow us enter survival mode. We cannot be in survival mode. We're not trying to survive. We're, we're, we have an investor mentality. Are you understanding me? We're looking for... Are you understanding me? So, what we're concerned about is where is my place? Amen. Where is my place? When I find my place, I stay there. Hallelujah. I made a statement in the first service. I just want to echo it again. For those of you who are not here, Listen. Listen. This Kai Malashatalishke Kotoso. Say I have an inheritance. And it's not a small inheritance. I'm not trying to survive. I'm not trying to make it. I am made. I say you are made. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 
For though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made, made rich. Hallelujah. I love how King James say, he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich. So you are already rich. I love, go, go back to uh, Second Corinthians, First Corinthians 15. Give me verse 10. Am I correct? Good. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not, so let's start from 9, sorry. For I am the least of the apostles that I am not me to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now, verse 10. He now says, but by the grace of God, let's say that part, but by the grace of God, what? I am what I am. Hallelujah. Say it again. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Hallelujah. That means grace has made you. Are you understanding me? You are already made. You are made. So you function like made men. Hallelujah. Made people. That's just by the way. I'll come back to the issue of the inheritance. We are not trying to look for somebody's business to do. Oh, this idea is working. We we'll run into it. This idea is working. We we'll run into it. No. There is a God idea for you. Amen. There is a God idea for you. That nobody will shine in that idea like you. Are you understanding me? Because that one is your inheritance. It is something that God had apportioned to you. Anybody can only attempt to do it. But you are the one that God legally gave the rights to do that. Listen to me. God confers ownership rights the way a governor gives out C of O. Amen? Are you understanding me? And then if the governor signs and says that that property there belongs to that man, it's his own. Amen? It belongs to him. So, in scripture, we are made to understand that God had conferred ownership rights to us. The ownership right covers places and even people. Amen. You didn't hear me. The ownership right covers places and even people. What we seek for is to enter our inheritance. I'll show you a scripture, or maybe two scriptures. In Acts 26 verse 18, Paul was talking about his ministry and what God had called him to do. And um, he was recounting again, just reciting what the Spirit of God told him. Then he said, this is what God told me to do. To open their eyes, the eyes of the Gentiles. And to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive. That these Gentiles may receive what? What? Forgiveness of sins. And some of us have received forgiveness of sins. Which is good. The Greek word they have received there is lambano. To, to seize it. They will take it. They will not allow the devil. Make them feel like it's not, they don't have a right to it. 
He said, these people, when their eyes are open, they will take the forgiveness of sin. Amen. But now some of us have stopped at forgiveness of sin. The mandate was not over. He said, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and, and what? Among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. That means amongst the sanctified. The sanctified simply means the set apart ones. We that are born again, we are the set apart ones. Amen. You can find that in First Corinthians 6.10. He said, you are washed. You are sanctified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So we are the sanctified ones. Now, the scripture is telling us that amongst us, we all have an inheritance. Everybody that is in that category has an inheritance. Anybody that belongs to that bunch has an inheritance. Am I communicating? (laughs) Someone was writing about a billionaire's club. And then he said that if you meet anybody, there's somewhere they meet. He said, if you meet anybody in that place, you know that it's worth more than a billion. Amen. So if you meet anybody in Christ, amen, you know that he has an inheritance. That's what he's saying. So, now, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance. That means inheritance has to be received. That people say it has to be received. Say it again, it has to be received. Now, you cannot receive what you don't know about. And that's what we're saying, well, that's what we're teaching God's word. It has to be received. The word received there is to take it. To lay hold. Amen. To make it yours. Acts 20.32 Paul's writing, speaking. He said, and I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. He said, which is able to build you up and give you that inheritance. That's why you need to hear messages like this. Amen. They will build you up. You know the challenge with some of you? You know, it's, your, 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 your mind has not been renewed to go and take it. Hey, me, hey, hey. God is telling you some kind of crazy things. You are having some kind of dreams. You understand that? The Spirit of God is telling you some kind of things. You are just passing by a skyscraper. The Lord said, this skyscraper belongs to you. You say, hey, hey, this is how madness used to start to. Are you understanding me? <laughs> it's not madness. Amen. It's not madness. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Where you begin to understand that there are some things that you are passing by on the way. They will eventually find their way into your hands. Eventually. Find their way into your hands. And I speak concerning property. Concerning assets of great value. That you have seen you have heard of, you have passed by in the season that we are entering by the Holy Ghost they will eventually find their way into your hands miraculously you will find that it has dropped in your lap that the lines have fallen to you where it matters the most you will find it it has fallen to you that God had apportioned it to you and you have entered that inheritance There are people here 
They have not understood that they have multinational status inside them. You are a multinational. Your ideas are multinational. Are you understanding me? Oh. God made Abraham the heir of the world. In Romans 4.13 the scripture was saying for the promise that he, Abraham, should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. That means it was not given to him through the law. It was given to him through the righteousness of faith. Take that phrase, heir of the world. Everybody say heir of the world. Say it again, heir of the world. Do you know what it means to be the heir of the world? Someone is an heir of an estate. It means it starts here and stops here. God made Abraham the heir of the world. Are you understanding me? He promised Abraham. He said, you, the whole world, I hand over the documents of the world to you and to your seed. And the Bible tells us in Galatians 3.29 that that seed he was talking about 16, 18, and 29. That seed he was talking about is Christ. And then the Bible says, if we be Christ, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That means that that thing he said to Abraham, it landed on your head. You, do, you didn't hear me. Right? It, 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 it landed on your lap. Amen. Okay, okay. In Galatians 3.13, the scripture says, Christ has, we have, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law. Be made a cost for us. Now, it's telling us what Jesus did. They told us why Jesus did it. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? We are the Gentiles. Nigeria is a Gentile nation. Hello? So we can read it this way. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Ejaws. May the blessing of Abraham might come on the Ebos. That the blessing of Abraham... What tribe do you come from? Mention your tribe. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the... Are you understanding me? Say it again. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the... Now, let me tell you the promise of God. God promised Abraham that through you will all the families of the earth be blessed. So, today, all the families of the earth, through Christ, are partaking of Abraham's blessing. The blessing on Abraham was that God conferred the rights of the whole world to Abraham. So Abraham owns everything. He was the heir of the whole world. Now that blessing of Abraham has been transferred. What is your name? Transferred to you. It's documented. Stop roaming around like you don't have any inheritance. So it was transferred to you. Transfer to me. Now I have the blessing of Abraham. Let's look at a few things God said to Abraham. Specific things. Genesis 12. I think verse 2, 3 will help us. In Genesis 12, everything that God was saying to Abraham is actually saying to you. So see what God is saying to you. 
And I will make of thee what? He's talking to one person. You are a great nation. You. No, no, you didn't get it. You are a great nation. No, no, you are a great nation. Remember one of the blessings under the old covenant to the Jewish people. He said you will not borrow, but you will lend to nations. You have to be a nation yourself to lend to nations. So now the scripture is telling you that you are a great nation. I said you are a great nation. Then he says, and I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. This is the blessing of Abraham you are hearing. You shall be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee, in me, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I carry something that all the families of the earth need. I told you that you are multinational. Are you understanding me? In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This was what God promised Abraham. And this is what God is saying to you. So today, we are the heirs of this world. You didn't understand when the scripture was saying that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. God did not leave this world for the devil. He put this world in our church. Hallelujah. Under our church. The day you recognize that it's your own, the way you function will be different. Now, Let's go to Genesis 13. Let me just read a few verses of what God was saying to Abraham. Because Abraham was just functioning like every other person. And God had to tell him some specific things. Glory to Jesus. Let's look at Genesis 13, 14 to 17. I'm going to read also Genesis 17. Are you there? God now told him, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, Lift up now your eyes and look from where you are. Any of Abraham's children that does this thing, it will still work for them. Because it's to you too. Look from the place where you are. Northward. Southward. Eastward. And westward. Next. For all the land... Let's read it together. Did you see that? That means God is saying, as far as you can see in the inheritance is what you will receive. Hello? You know, there are some of you that are doing business. And you say, well, the problem I have is that, you know, our business, the profit is not wide. You understand that? That's why. Your business is not the problem. The business you are doing is not the problem. 
I said, I've said it several times. Say, well, who am I? I'm just a tailor. And I said, Georgia Mani is a tailor. Is a tailor like you. Amen. Hallelujah. But he decided who he was going to sew for. Amen. Are you understanding me? Say, well, 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 well. Eh, what am I? I just, I'm just a transporter. I'm just a transporter. I drive cab. What, what am I? Avis cars. There are cab drivers too. Amen. Are you understanding me? This recharge card you are selling on the road, there are people that are selling it to the people that are selling it to you. You can be those people now. Amen. You didn't hear me. There are people that are selling it to people that are selling it to you. You can become those people. Those ones, they are not under umbrella. Are you as enemy? They are story buildings. Making phone calls, signing checks, doing transfers, having board meetings. But it's recharge card they are selling. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That thing that is in your hand now, how are you seeing it? It is as big as you see it. You set up a small table in front of your house and you are selling petty things. That table can become a moral. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? It is how you are seeing it. It's the same selling. The woman that is selling from a food um, what do you call it now? Um, what do you call that um, flax um, um, cooler? A woman that is selling food, rice and stew from a cooler is still is the same rice and stew they are selling in that fancy restaurant. I just am is rice and stew. Sauce, whatever. Rice is rice. This one is opening from bucket or opening from cooler and taking a small spoon and drop for you and you give her hundred naira and you give hundred naira and you sit down by the corner and eat. There are guy drives his car. He's still this rice that is hungering this other man that is a laborer. Is the same rice that is hungering the man. Are you understanding me? It's the same rice. But he decides that he's going to go to that fancy restaurant and he enters there. And then after he finishes eating, they don't, you know, they don't, they, they bring, they bring POS. Because people don't carry that kind of cash around. And drop it, sir. What's my bill? 65,000. And he pays. And he walks out. It's the same rice. Let me ask you, let me say something to you. The day you decide, you might have started from cooler, but you will never end at that cooler. Cooler is where you started. But hey, if this food business I'm doing, that man will come and eat in my own place. That means that from that moment, you are not seeing what you are doing as small. There is nothing that is in the believer's hand that is supposed to die because we carry life. Are you understanding me? And we are blessed. 
So when you understand that, you say, oh, uh, uh, that thing you are doing is just where you started. That's where you just started. It's going far. Hallelujah. And it's getting big. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, it's getting big. And it's going far. There are different kinds of lawyers though. You know that? There are lawyers that they, they, they don't go to court. Though. They're always in one meeting or the other. Other people go to court. They send them things, they just, yes, no, and they pay them money. That's their job. I never forget the story my father told me. My biological father. He worked in the oil industry all his, all his working career. And um, they were doing a project. He's an engineer. So they were doing a project. So he told me something about a man. I was in his office. There's this white fellow. He said, you see that man? I said, yes. He said, from when we started this project, this man was assigned, you know, there are people, since they're handing over from the white guys to the Nigerians, you know. So he's one of those to monitor to be sure that everything is fine. So the project's long concluded, but he's still there. He said, I don't know why he comes, because they used to have a morning meeting. He said, I don't know why he comes for the meeting. That the man's salary in a month is more than my six month salary. He said, in all the meetings, he comes in the morning, he will sit down. He will drink tea. And the highest he will say is, yes or no. And he goes. Sometimes he does not talk. Because we will just be discussing, discussing, discussing. But he has to be in the meeting. As he is part of his, he has to be in the meeting. So he will be in the meeting. Take his coffee, he'll be looking at us, we'll be making a meeting. Then he goes. He comes the next morning, meeting, he goes. Amen. You must not have hypertension before they pay you salary. There's no scripture that says so. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding me? My wife and I went to book for something just here in Portacolo, Meridian. Just food, lunch stuff for people. So, she wanted to see, this was years ago, maybe two eights or two nine, two eights or so. So, we wanted to see the, the executive suite, the best room, how it looks. We wanted to see it. They were showing it to us a picture. I said, no, let's go and see it. It's okay. So, they said, we should come on a particular day. So, we came. And they checked. They said, it's occupied. The room, all the room, those rooms occupied. We came the next day, it was occupied. We came next week, it was occupied. Then it says, um, ah, it will be occupied throughout the month. I said, how much is the room? That time I forgot. Now, was there 150 or 200? I forgot how much it was, 160. How much is the room? Somebody has paid for it for the whole month. And I asked, is the person in the room? And I said, no, they are not in the room. <laughs> they have not even come this week. You need to hear things like this. You have an inheritance.
Say I have an inheritance. Stop living like somebody else has a right to the good things of life and you don't have a right. Listen to me. This has nothing to do with education. Amen? It has nothing to do with education. If you are educated, thank God. But it has nothing to do with education. It begins with understanding that you are partaker of a covenant. Amen? And that that little thing that you are doing... Have you not seen people... You've heard the, the joke of somebody that uh, someone was saying that uh, he's, he, he, somebody was explaining to him the name of his car. He said, no, he calls it Range Rover. He said, no, it's not a Range Rover. He said, you, you can have the name. I have the car. <laughs> you can have the name. I have the car. Any name you like, call it, but I'm the owner. We own this thing. We own it. Prosperity belongs to you. The goodness of this world and the earth belongs to you. Now, I should end this way. I said that little thing that you are doing. It's not what you are doing that is the problem. It's how you are doing it. How you are doing it. He said, well, the things I sell are, are used things. There are people that are selling used things and doing it big time. So, well, my goods are low price goods. So, you know, uh, much money doesn't come to it. No, it's how you are doing it. Somebody makes hair and he makes hair by the corner of the house. Some people pay. Somebody say, I cut, I'm, I'm, I'm a barber. Is how you're doing your barbing. Glory to God. I went, I went to Benway State. Yeah, Benway State. And um, I was driving. Yeah. And I got to Makodi. So I needed to shave. So I, I would say, I, I called the people and I said, where would be the best place? They said, Makodi is more of like a town. So, so I entered the town and I saw a mall that looked like the finest thing around there. So I drove in. I saw a barber saloon. I entered. Makodi is Nigeria. I hope you know. So, when I entered the barber saloon, I sat down. You know, the place looked like a place we look in Port Harcourt, you know. So I entered. And then, the guy finished shaving. So I said, how much? I expected a thousand naira. If it's cheap, five hundred. The guy said, hundred naira, sir. I said, I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. Somebody still babbing here for 100 naira. Say 100 naira. So, I gave him the note, a note. I could not, I felt guilty to collect the change. 
So I said, don't worry. And I left. Because I cannot remember if I enter a place and they tell me that I'm shaving for hundred, I will not shave. <laughs> no, I will not shave. I will not shave. If I enter a place, I must shave. It's hundred naira. I said, okay. I, I'm, they might want to harm me. <laughs> All right, that's by the way. Now the point. Are you understanding me? So I say, what? It's the same thing they're doing. The guy, they have the towel, you know, you know, normal, eh, they have the towel, they have the cleaning, you know, every, you know, all the normal things they do. Everything. What was, so I'm like, hey. Well, they will say the place, the city. But the point I'm trying to make is this. Don't look down on what you are doing. Abroad, they have Houseboy. But he's a butler. Are you understanding me? His houseboy service is so. But it's rendered on a professional level. You understand that? You can package. You can start a houseboy, house help company. You understand that? When you bring them, you train them. <laughs> how to greet. How to, you understand that? How to. Then they call your office. And you send them somebody. Are you understanding me? You pay to the company. The company pays them. It's still house boy. Are you understanding me? It's still house girl. But with a difference. What I'm trying to say to you is that what you are doing is not the problem. It is how you are doing it. In this town, there are hospitals and there are hospitals. The hospitals you will go to. <laughs> we went to a hospital. And they said, buy, pay for card. Okay. How much is your card? They mentioned. Give money. The nurse there laughing. Hey, 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 hey. Collected money. Put it in her pocket. I said, ah, how she put the money in her pocket? It's organizational money. You're supposed to put it somewhere. I just said, the way she folded it and licked her lips. <laughs> like, you're a policeman who collects bribe. <laughs> you understand that? I put it, I said, no, no, this place is not organized at all. Are you understanding me? Other places say, go and pay to the cashier. It's not nurse that collects money. I said, nurse is with injection one hand, collecting money in general. No. <laughs> Are you understanding me? It's not nurse that collects money. Go there and pay. You go to a counter, you pay your money, they give you a receipt. Are you understanding me? The way they're doing it is different. If it changes the game, amen. You are receiving wisdom in the name of Jesus. You are receiving wisdom. That thing you are doing, millions are connected to it. Billions are connected to it. It has capacity. Just change how you are doing it. In London, under the uh, in the underground, we see them. I, I've taken one or two pictures. Some of them, the guys sit down with guitars and they sing all over Europe. Oh, you sing one kind of song, you know, a sorrowful song or a love song. I love, yeah, oh, oh, love. You know, playing the guitar, people will be passing. 
and drop coin for them. You understand? I drop a coin for them. You know, drop a coin for them. There's a guy. We wanted to bring him. We had a program. And I said, they should go and bring him. You understand that? Um, we wanted to bring him. He was singing. I was wondering whether there was a recorder somewhere. The voice was so refined. You understand that? I was looking around. Is this, is this his voice or something else? No microphone, nothing. So refined. But you know where he's singing? At the train station. Abu will be dropping money. There's another guy that is doing concerts. Amen. It's the same singing. You know? Abu will flying from all over the world. Say, welcome now. He just comes out. Hey! Everybody shout, some are fainting and dying. It's the same singing. Are you understanding me? It's the same singing. How are you doing what you are doing? Are you doing it with an inheritance mentality? It doesn't matter what you are doing. I'm talking about in magnitude. How it looks. Change how you do it. Are you with me? Change how you do it. As a fellow, if I introduce him to you, you won't even believe. Connected to us somehow. He makes shoes. So when you ask him, he was well dressed, nice looking. They're not in this country. They are Nigerians, but they relocated. The wife used to be offended at the beginning. So, oh, what does your husband do? He would just say, I'm a shoemaker. The wife said, Oh, God. <laughs> so you can say something else now. No, I mean, that's what I am, a shoemaker. shoemaker. If, I, if I introduce him to you, you see a different shoemaker. If you are a shoemaker, you say, eh, so a shoemaker can be like this. All the shoes we are wearing, it's not people that made it. What, were they, what are they? Are they not shoemakers? <laughs> are they hanging under the tree somewhere? Every shoe somebody is wearing, somebody made it. The person that made it is a shoemaker. You're wearing clothes. It's a tailor that made it. Say no, it's a fashion designer. It's a tailor. <laughs> Glory to God. We're in a shop. This, I want to buy a t-shirt. This way, the t-shirt was for 29 pounds 99 and I'll shop this way it was 159 something I asked, the same t-shirt so I went checked, checked, checked the only thing was that there is one logo somewhere and there is no logo that way which are the kind of logo do so it's the same shirt but different are you understanding me let's be the one that has the logo amen yeah. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Say I have an inheritance. I'm functioning with inheritance mentality. Everything I'm doing now is changing. I'm changing the way I'm doing it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Port Harcourt is blessed because of you. Nigeria is blessed because of you. Your generation is blessed because of you. Are you understanding me? You now understand that. Listen to me. Listen. This thing we are talking about is heavy and it's happening. It does not respect age. Not respect age. People in their twenties now are hitting billions. Amen. Are you understanding me? Doesn't respect age. Thank God you're hearing these things. And I know that nobody is living here the same way they came. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you.